We would love to see your face. I know, but I don't know how to make that happen. Okay. <laughs> Do we have a camera we should hit? No, it already asked if we could use oh. so it's well, good yeah, afternoon, welcome. Saints, and welcome to this wonderful hour that we have the privilege of sharing with you in that we call Saints Radio. It is the first Tuesday of October, and um, that's kind of hard to believe, but um, here we are, entered into fall and segueing right into this year of God's glory and his presence, which is so exciting. But I'm just happy to be here. Um, my name is Monica Terrell, as you all know, and um, I am so happy to be joined today by two of my favorite people on the earth. Um, that would be Pastor Captain Larry Sparrow, a.k.a. <laughs> Pastor Sparrow, and Captain Assistant Pastor First Mate. First Mate, there we go. Vicki Sparrow from Port St. John, Florida. And so Pastor Larry and Vicki, I just welcome you to the broadcast today. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be with you. And thank you for inviting us. Oh, it's just my pleasure. I, it's always one of my favorite things to be able to um, welcome you guys to this broadcast because it not only blesses me, but I know that it blesses everybody that listens because um, you guys are very beloved in this network. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, we certainly love everybody in the network. So <laughs> we, we do. You guys are family and uh, we just we just wouldn't feel complete if we didn't get the chance to chat from time to time. And certainly uh, the, the seminar is just a thrill for us to, and we'll do everything we can to get there whenever we do gather. Yeah, we did just have a seminar just yesterday, it seems like. It seems <laughs> like it, yeah. A few days ago, but I guess it's been close to a month now. No, no. About three weeks, I guess, since you guys left yeah. here. And and we can talk about that um, for a few minutes because I really would love to, to you know, I know, I, I know what it's like to be in the aftermath of a gathering like that here at the Father's Church. And I know how important it is for us as a company of saints and intercessors to, um, to really gird up in the aftermath what the Lord has released, his seed, um, the impartation that he has given to us, not just for those that were here, but for those around the world that joined with us um, through the internet. But you know, it's, it doesn't always come easy the weeks following the seminar because we know, I mean, of course, the enemy is going to contest what, what the Lord has just done. And so it's, it's just as important for us to, to be in our places and to pray in the aftermath as it is going into the gathering. And we, we really learned that the hard way in the beginning because... <laughs> We would have this wonderful get together, this wonderful spiritual gathering, and we'd just all be on cloud nine. And then the week would end, and we're all just kind of enjoying the residue, but mm -hmm. also exhausted. And so, you know, your physical frame has a propensity to want to say, oh, okay, now we're going to take a break. Right. And That's the spirit, true. yeah, the spirit is saying, uh, nope, not a great idea. 
Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I am curious to know what it is like for you all when, because I don't think we've ever had this conversation, when you leave here and you go back to your terio, and, you know, you may need to impart there in your house what you've received in whatever way that looks like. But can you just share a little bit what that looks like? Well, it's always a, um, you know, it, there, there's a certain amount of postpartum uh, regret <laughs> that you're not together anymore, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so when you come back, it, there's this realization, okay, now we got to do something. And, uh, but there's a great expectation too, that, that God accomplished something there and that it's going to be manifesting. Um, and, and you're going to, you're going to anticipate something in a greater measure within yourself. And so, uh, when each of us are like that, you know, that, that's one good thing about bringing half the congregation with you when you come to one of these things is that when you come back, you're all still together kind of, and, um, uh, so we all share in in the enthusiasm so it's 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 a bittersweet thing to to realize okay the conference is over we looked for 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 so long and all of a sudden it, it happened so quickly and now we're back and uh but then there's also that anticipation and i i've definitely felt that uh that kind of wrestling match that you're talking about between your spirit and your physical body mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but I've come back with like every time it's definitely renewing our spirits, uh, renewing my spirit. I speak for myself. Um, but then I, I realized that there's a lot of tugs that start and, and they're not even always um, self-made, you know, at least that's, that's what happens to me there. There's like, you come back into your place and then there's just all these things that start to pop up that would challenge your time challenge your uh your devotion and it seems like it's always targeting that right after <laughs> and uh case in point uh the hurricane didn't help um but uh i i can tell you this time as as much as i've felt this to a degree um all the other times in my spirit i felt a real urgency this time to to plug in more than ever and to um protect what was done and what was initiated at at the conference um and mm -hmm. almost like um be on your toes be ready any moment type thing and um so i i don't know that i can speak for you know the people in the congregation because i haven't really asked them like you know we, we've never had this conversation either <laughs> no, we haven't i know yeah you but know, um, it's interesting too because you know, we think about the seeds that were sown because there were a lot of seeds, you know, whether it be yeah. um, through the word. And and for me, it was, there was such an urgency for me to apply mm -hmm. practically, you know, spiritually, yes, but also practically what the Lord had just downloaded into us because there was so much impartation. Yeah. Um, but you know, just the, the the understandings of joy and grace, and there I am. Can you see me? No. You still can't see me. Okay. He's no. working on. Okay. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, just almost just an urgency to that, to where I've been going back and re-listening to yeah. the sessions to just make sure that seed is planted in that deep soil, because 
this is our sustenance, you know, this is our right. supply. And it's so important that we don't just move on to the next thing. That's right. Because, you know, revelation with that application is pretty much worthless. And I think for us as a people, it's been an ongoing pursuit of knowing how to apply the word into our lives, into the ministry, into where God is taking us. And, and I'm ever aware of that. And also I, I feel the burden to lead the people in that measure of application, whether it be through prophetic prayer or, you know, the, the um, exercising of the fivefold gifts, or I don't know. I mean, any way that the, the ways of the Lord can apply that, but um, yeah. So, but I know for me, just personally, and this is this is very personal, and I really probably shouldn't even interject this, but in in this time that I'm in with healing and recovery, I mean, I literally like got up out of a place that I had been for weeks and weeks and weeks, got dressed, and came, and 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 did what was expected of me and ministered before the Lord with you all, which was the greatest blessing because I had not been amongst the saints for like a number of weeks anyway. Right. And so when it was, when it was over and I went home, of course my foot swelled up like a balloon, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, I just put it up. I just got, you know, and, and it was a struggle for me to go back to that place after I had gotten back into activity. Mm, right. Yeah. And yet I knew the Lord was saying, okay, you're not finished. I'm not finished here with you. I'm not finished with this process. We're not finished. We just, you know, I allowed you and, and it, it was such a great blessing to my spirit, but stepping back into more of a place of, um, stillness, I guess I should say it was, it was a challenge for me. Because I felt like I was going backwards. Yeah, I can imagine. At the same time, the Lord allowed me the time and the stillness to be able to do what I just said. Um, but still, I don't know. I think we were just made, we're programmed to go. And in this atmosphere of grace, which is breakthrough and moving forward, it's been the biggest lesson for me to know how to do that in a place of stillness. Wow. You know what I mean? That's so, good. Yeah. yeah so That's it's good. like, you know, we talk about every joint supplies, and I think we're probably going to be talking about that more in the days to come as we start talking about the supply of the Lord. But um, the way that I'm supplying the body might is going to be different than the way you guys are supplying the body. Right. Right. And we all have to just recognize that and surrender and submit to the place where we are where he's positioned us to supply in that season or in that moment. And, right. um, yeah. So, I mean, I think about Robin and I, of course I think about her every day and I really think about her on Tuesdays cause she was always present with us on Tuesdays, but I was thinking about yeah. her this morning and I remember one of the words that the Lord gave to me in her, in her, some of her last days was that her joint is supplying. Mm -hmm. Even in the even in the place where she was, you know, even in the struggle, in the pain, in the challenge, in the fear, I could still sense her her joint supplying the body. Mm -hmm. And to me, yeah. 
that spoke so much to me that in our weakness, his dunamis, his function is perfected through us no matter where yeah. we are. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a terrific insight. And uh, that's something that I believe we're all getting greater grasp of. And it's going to be more of an opportunity for us to uh, uh, relate that to other people. And, and, you know, some of that, too, is recognizing what is uniquely you yeah. and not not looking at someone else and saying, well, I'm not there or I can't do as good as that or or I'm not going to be able to, to measure up. And it's, it's not about that at all. It's uh, truly God making applying us to something that's uniquely designed for us you know when you realize that he has prepared us since the beginning uh for a moment such as this <clears throat> and here we are uh what are we going to do with it that's right uh, are we going to lament that we 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 don't have the the voice you know i think in moses when he was asked to lead the children of israel he would say oh i can't speak well and uh uh, you know, God said, okay, I'll give you Aaron. But it was really his voice. And, of course, later on, he was speaking with God face to face. And, you know, he, that was a tremendous um, development for Moses. Uh, you see, you know, to see how far he went uh, in his relationship with the Lord was just uh, you know, kind of a, an example of, of how the Lord is bringing us along. And, and uh, we, we, I really feel like as, as saints, we, we have developed a greater strength as the body. Um, you know, we, we have matured in our relationship with one another. We have matured in, in our overall uh, accountability to the Father. And we, we are overall more... Um, willing or available, I should say, to the Father to really um, be applied in specific ways and, and uh, always have our eyes on the horizon and, and, ex and expectation is uh, one of those things that uh, the Lord has been developing. You know, we, we maintain our um, edge because we're, we're looking at what's coming. And we are being grateful. I, I was thinking about Katie's song the other day of uh, how, you know, there's always life going on, even when the leaves are bare, even the trees are bare. And uh, so even if it doesn't appear like something is happening right now, we are, we are already giving praise for the harvest. It doesn't have to be in our hand to say, thank you, Lord, but we are looking and knowing that that harvest is going to happen. Amen. That's so good. Thank and I, I, do, I do see that in our in our house and our congregation. People that are, they don't even question anymore if they're asked to do something that is they've never done before or they don't feel comfortable doing or whatever. Nobody even hesitates anymore. They just say, yes. So I, I know that that comes from where their hearts have been grown. I love that so much. And, you know, one of the things that I love about that so much is that, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I turned the air conditioner off, hoping that that would help the sound. But um, 
Okay. Um, I, I feel so much like the Lord is, is like peeling back the layers yeah. of his ministers. And I, I feel yeah. like, I think when we talk about the church and we talk about what this world needs from the church is they need the real, they need the real thing. They, they, they don't, they want the authentic. They don't want something that's fabricated. They don't want performance. They don't want right. striving. They don't want any of that. They, what's going to really win the hearts is the real manifestation of the spirit of the Lord that comes through us. And the only way that comes through us is, is, is being that seed that falls to the ground and dies. So you right. talk about the fruit, there's more life under the ground mm -hmm. and the processing of that, because that's, that represents our time with God that I you know, I, it's like, it's, it's so much my heart. And yes, we have to study to show ourselves approved. Yes, we have to be in the word continuously. Yes, we have to prepare with the teaching and with the message. That's absolutely necessary. But there's no power in it right. if it doesn't come from that place. That's right. And so, you know, sometimes it's like we can strive to prepare for a message or for a teaching or something like that when we can almost over prepare <laughs> And not recognize the fact that the Lord's just saying, no, just come and spend time with me and let me water that seed. Let me saturate that seed with my presence right. and, and let me show you what I can speak or do through you. And I feel like that's really the ministry that he's calling us to. Yes. It's, it's the testimony of what we've walked through. It's like the strength made perfect in our weakness. It's the, it's the, the breakthrough that comes through overcoming by partnering in grace and joy, you know, in the atmosphere of joy. And to me, it, 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 it has to be what Jesus was talking about when he talks about his burden being light. Right. It's like we yeah. yoke ourselves to him and his burden and we walk it with him and he, and, and you know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, yeah. when we look at what we're called to do, and this message is so deep and it's so expansive, and we have to say so ready to be able to minister and to teach, because we have to be able to teach, it can be so weighty. Right. It's like I could study 24 hours a day and still not, you know, still feel like a kindergartner sometimes. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, anyway. <Right>. <laughs> so, I love that. I mean, I think the Lord shows Himself almost more powerfully when when you have hearts like you talked about with your people that they're just willing mm -hmm. and they're just yeah. obedient oh, yeah. and then he feeds them you know the good of the land so it's just that's that's beautiful amen i agree yeah right. so not to change the subject but i do want to address this just because it's real time but we just prayed, you know, I think the whole network prayed you guys through a hurricane. Oh, they certainly did. <laughs> Absolutely. They did. Yeah. And we just, first of all, want to give thanks to the Lord for Amen. preserving you, preserving your homesteads. I, I think it's so interesting that he's, hit, you know, the enemy is like hitting these power lines and it's happening here. They've tapped into our power source. We have no electricity in any place except the sanctuary and the youth room. Oh, um, my goodness. I know it's crazy. Um, and then you guys, you were preserved, but you lost your power. Yeah. Right. It was like the very last gasp of the hurricane. 
I mean, we had power throughout the whole thing, and we never have power throughout the whole thing. Usually our power goes out first thing. First 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we were just keep going, well, I guess when, and we're going, well, you made it. And all of a sudden, bam. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. We, I, uh, we were on generator. We put ourselves on a generator. So we had electric to the refrigerator. So our food wasn't going bad. And, uh, I went, I had to unhook the house from the power source because you don't want to feed power back into the lines when linemen are trying to fix it because you can electrocute somebody. So you turn off the power to the outside world and you make your own power through the generator. And so there's no way to tell when the power comes back on because you're on the generator. So what I did was I went to next door who had, uh, who wasn't there. I plugged the light into our outside socket. So whenever the power come on, my light would come on and let us know that the power was on. So I would, I'd go over and check it from time to time to see if the light was on. It wasn't. And, uh, let's see. Well, a couple days after we were out of power, I looked over there and my light was on and, uh, Family had come over to help us clean up a little bit. And I was running up, we got power, we got power, you know. And so I turned off the generator, turned all the lights on, and it was great. We had power, we had air conditioning, we had water. And uh, uh, so no sooner that I gotten everything all set up, turned the power box back on, the neighbor comes up and says, is your power off? I said, I don't know, we've been outside working. So I went inside, sure enough, the power was off. And so I called in Florida Power. They said, well, it shows you we're on. <laughs> and I said, well, it's not on now. So come to find out, uh, down the road, a man had been cutting a tree and had gotten away from him. No. Power line. No. And not a transformer. And the oh. guy that did it was a retired lineman. <laughs> he should have known better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So because of him, we were out of power for Extra couple days. two more days. <laughs> so and what did uh, you do? I mean, is it is it cool enough for you to stay? Did you stay? Surprisingly, it was cool. Listen, the Lord so provided because <laughs> and he still is because we were our neighbor lost like a 60 foot oak tree across her front. Oh and gosh. so we were out there this morning just cutting that up for her. But I mean, normally after a storm, the humidity is just horrendous. Impressive. And you can hardly like move very much without you're just losing all of your bodily fluids and you're just like done. <laughs> but it, the Lord sucked out all that humidity and it has been so nice and cool and dry. It's like 75 degrees. So we were very pleasant in our home staying. I mean, sixties at night, it's been great. And that, that's the hand of the Lord. I'm telling you. See how good he is. He is. Oh so you guys goodness. did a good job in your intercession. We thank oh, you. Oh, listen, we are so great. We had so many people that were asking about us. And I'm so grateful that our family in Tampa was safe and yeah. they had no, no problems. And even when the storm came back in in South Carolina, Ricky was not affected by it. He's moved back down to South Carolina now. And so it, it didn't get him either. And so it's I'm just I'm very grateful to the Lord. But you made a very interesting observation that the it's kind of like the enemy's going after the power source yeah which is really in the natural that's the same thing he's been trying to do in the spiritual that's right by 
invalidating the word of God and and basically, you know, talking smack against God. I mean, however you want to word it. I mean, he's really trying to to make God and his and his power as the power source null and void. That is so that's so true, Vic. That is so true. And isn't it crazy how I mean, we see the manifestation of that in really our natural surroundings. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we don't want to we don't want to give the enemy too much credit and we don't want to, you know, over spiritualize everything. But you can't help but see that. See the, oh, yeah. 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 And in a lot of ways, I mean, it really it's it like very prophetically directs us in our intercession. Yeah. To know, you wow. know, how to address it, you know, from a tangible standpoint. And it's just and then also how do we overcome I mean, so much of, of what I was reading, just the accounts of the Apostle Paul just a little bit ago, and, you know, being shipwrecked and being in storms and being stoned and being, whatever, you know, beaten and all the things that he went through. He was living the life. He was totally living the life. But, I mean, what does he say at the end of that in, in 2 Corinthians? I mean, he says, it was all so that the, the dunamis of the Lord could be perfected through my weakness. Right. And so that, I mean, I feel so strongly that that's what the Lord is doing through all of these trials that we've faced and what lies ahead. Are we going to actually be girded up and strengthened in his dunamis to be able to function, you know, and our patience is work so that we don't run, you know, that we stay the course so that we abide under our place of positioning where, where he's placed us and allow that, that function to be strengthened. Um, it's, it's, it's really just, we don't know what lies ahead. I mean, we believe the word. And so if we read the word, we know ultimately what lies ahead, but we don't know what that means for each one of us or for us is, is the church, but we know we're going to face persecution. Right. right. I mean, if we believe scripture, we know that's coming and, and, it's it's so much about God preparing us for how we're going to respond to that. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, I was I, I, I mentioned to you something from Ezekiel, and I didn't know if I was going to go here or not, but I am. Um, Talk about a weighty passage. Oh, my gosh. Well, here's what led me there is, you know, last week, Pastor Ron brought up the watchman. Mm-hmm. And we've had watchman ministry. We are, you know, we're, we're seers. So we, we, we know how to stand on our watch. We know how to run with the vision. We know how to report. We know how to pray through those things. Yes. But I think that there's something about the watchman that the Lord, you know, there's always a fresh, deeper revelation for the next season that you step into. And I don't really know what that is, but I've of course been praying about that. And um, and then just lo and behold, the Lord led me to this passage, this passage in Ezekiel about him being the watchman. But the thing that's interesting is I went on we talked about it on Tuesday. On Thursday, my family went to go see that movie Super Spreader. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I've never, never heard, heard of that. It. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's it's the story. It's a documentary. It's the story of Sean Foyt. And, and about how at the beginning of the lockdown, um, he's a worshiper. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the lockdown, when he was living in California with his family, when the governor Newsom said, you cannot sing in church, 
that hit something deep within him and said, okay, yeah, we can. <laughs> I mean, it, because his perspective was, if you shut down worship in the church, you know, when, when, when there could be riots on the streets, there could be all kinds of other kinds of gatherings that had nothing to do with the church, but the church was getting shut down. And then right, they were yeah. telling them that they couldn't actually sing in the church. And so he took what is called Let Us Worship, this ministry, on the road throughout the United States and started opening up venues outdoors for worship gatherings. I've so read that, about that. Yeah. yeah, so that people could actually worship. Because he felt like that. that awesome. Yeah. And he was actually just on Tucker Carlson um, a couple of days ago. But um, Really? Yeah, he and, and, and a friend of his who makes movies made this documentary of the, his story of what it was like throughout those number of months when he was going from city to city. He was going into some of the darkest cities um, in the country. And he, yeah. was being, he was being accosted. His family was being threatened for their lives. They were throwing blood on them. I mean, Satan worshipers would show up at the gatherings. It, it was, it's, I mean, it's pretty wow. crazy. So the movie's been showing for a week. It's only going to show in the theaters for a week. And it's, it, it started last Thursday. Anyway, so I go see this movie, and I'm sitting there watching. And I'm, I'm watching, you know, he talks in the documentary about how even his church friends came against him because he was taking really? a stand. Yeah. Wow. And about how he, he just got persecuted from the church. He got persecuted from the enemy. Um, I mean, it was really a, really a hard road, but he never backed down because he felt like what this country needs is the freedom to be able to worship the Lord. Because yeah. when you worship the Lord, you welcome heaven to earth. And That's he right. just thought you, the enemy cannot shut that down. Right. So anyway, so I go to see this movie and I'm sitting there and I'm just in awe of the boldness and the courage because I'm, I'm really like examining myself. Like, mm -hmm. am I willing to go toe to toe like that in the world with the voice or with the message? Mm -hmm. And like the very next day, I sat down to read my Bible and the Lord led me to this passage in Ezekiel just because it was my reading for the day. And he talks about the watchman and and so I just want to read this, and I really just want to have a little bit of conversation about it, about really, I, I know there's a fine line in all of this. Mm -hmm. And I know that our path is not his path. I mean, I know that we are on a different path, and we are called to take the message of intercession, um, the message of the saints to the nations and preach it, whatever that looks like. And right. for us, it's been safe. You know, it's the Lord has sent us. And we've had some challenges where there's been terrorism in the cities where we've gone to, like the day before or even while we're there. You know, mm -hmm. you've been with us when Belgium got locked down or when France mm -hmm. was attacked like a week before we went in or the south of France was attacked a week before we went in. So we know the enemy's trying to stop us. Right. But the level of boldness that is demonstrated in this movie just kind of it kind of shook me a little bit and wow. then I, I read this passage about Ezekiel and really the burden that the Lord puts on the Lord about being a watchman and it's interesting that he calls him a watchman but he says if I can just read it for a minute you want to you want to tell everybody where you are me where oh, you are in the oh <laughs> I'm in <laughs> Dallas I'm sitting up <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> 
I'm in Ezekiel. I'm in Ezekiel chapter three, and and I'm going to begin in verse sixteen. And it, the title or the heading for this section in the King uh, King James is Ezekiel is a watchman. And it says, Now it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Now, I looked up this word warning, and it, it literally means to teach them. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, or you do not teach him, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life, that the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. And see, that just kind of made me shudder. And it really put a, something yeah. inside, like a fire inside of me, it, how yeah. necessary it is for us to get this message out. Yeah. Right. And it said, yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, I will lay a stumbling block before him. He shall die because you did not give him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. And I'll just stop right there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we talk about watchmen, and I'm not saying that this is defining the watchman for this hour that Pastor yeah. Ron was talking about. But I am saying that every one of us has a responsibility, whether it be in intercession or in teaching and in, in preaching and in, in taking the message of truth into the world. We can just say into our own country, mm-hmm. how important that is to the Lord. Yeah. And, and, and it's really... I mean, for me, I know that there are watchmen that walk in that calling, but I think that we all have a responsibility in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just going to lay that right out there. Do you guys have any? Well, well, this is a daily uh, attitude before the Lord is to realize you're representing his, uh, his heart, his heart. Yeah. So everything you say and the attitude you take and the way you approach your responsibilities in life has to reflect this this relationship that you have. And and when well, it has to reflect this passion too yeah. that he has to to want his heart given or declared unto other right. people. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to No, that's all right. That that was explaining it even better than I was saying it and uh you know, we our our daily uh, contacts, people who are are interacting with us, need to need to understand why we're doing what we're doing, um, and sometimes it's going to be an outright conversation, but many times it's just going to be the way we present, the way the way we receive what they give us. You know, uh, rather than being offended by something they may be saying, but we we turn that around to, uh, you know, say, okay, you're you're probably right there, and, and I'll I'll see what I can do to um, bring about some sort of a, a change or a rectifying of something that uh, happened. But it's just it's that attitude of of you know being humble 
and and then working in meekness so that whatever God wants us to, to say at that point is said and and then we we can we can trust that we we've been the warning we we've been the the, the voice of the lord because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we say too much <laughs> you know i i totally agree and i think that it's sometimes it's not so much what we say but who we are mm -hmm. and I, I think that um but the at the same time i think sometimes we can default to that without actually yeah. opening our mouth. Like I made a joke during the seminar, I think it might've been on Tuesday about my next door neighbor. I know God's put him in, in my life to minister to him, but I'm just waiting on the Lord for that perfect moment for me to, you know, if you die tomorrow, do you know where you're going? You know, that kind of conversation with him mm -hmm. to speak truth into his life um, or whether it be with me and less or whatever that looks like, but it's easy it's really easy to to default to I'm not going there. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. And so the reason why I brought up this movie is because it really challenged me and and just my own boldness. But at the same time, I also and 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 I'll, I'll have to say that when I say the church came against him, it's because for all practical purposes, it looked like he was going against what the government mandate was. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we here, we abided by what our government told us to do. We, we, we did, um, but we also did it in a way where we still released intercessory assignments. We were all still in, our, in, our, in corporate intercession, even though we might not have been able to meet at that time. You know, we really tried to honor what the law had said. And, and, they did not break the law. They got um, government, they got whatever the city required of them. They got all those things taken care of before they actually went into the city and set up. So um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's just a really interesting because I do know there will come a day when this saint's message and the saints of the Lord will probably be exploited. Hmm. And 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 come onto the national scene or the international scene where we're actually known. I don't know, but I I do know that we're going to make some noise. And even if it's just in the spirit realm through our intercession, um, we you know we we want to we want to be the voice. You know we want to you know we want to make that noise just through our intercession, but. I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. We know you talk about, you know, a fine line <laughs> looking at the scripture. It, it made me think when you were just <clears throat> talking just now about, you know, how he was not breaking the law. It made me think back to, was it Paul and Silas that were um, jailed and yes. whipped and, and then turned loose and told by the authorities, do not go back and preach this anymore. Do not talk about what you've been doing. Do not, do, don't do this anymore. And what they do? They said, but we can't not not do it. That's right. Because <laughs> the message was burning within them. Yeah. And they had to release it. Yeah. And so did they break the law in that case? Well, that's a good I, question, Vicki. And I, I remember that. I, yeah. It I, seems I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that happened it, more than once. I mean, I think that might have even yeah. happened with Peter. 
um, where they told Peter and John, where they told them they couldn't preach of Jesus. Yeah. And they said, we cannot not. I mean, if God has given you a directive and a mandate from the throne and man tells you, you can't do it. Who are we going to believe? <laughs> That's right. We got to find I'm not advocating, Please hear me. I'm not advocating rebellion or anything like that. That's not even where I'm going here. I'm just talking about focused on the throne and focused on what we know that we know that we know we're supposed to do. And I think there is going to come a time when there's going to be hard decisions that we'll have to make. Well, here's, here's the thing about that is you have to know that when you do something like that, there's going to be consequences. Right. And ours is not to wiggle out of the consequences, but to say, uh, if the Lord is going to protect me, great. If you, if you, if I die for this, great. You know, that's what Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul said. Uh, they told him, you know, don't go up to Rome, you know, or, you know, yeah. And they told Jesus, don't go to, to Jerusalem. And he says, look, what God has asked me to do, I'm going to do. And if it means I die, then I could be with the Lord. But if it means I live, then that's great, too. Well, and that was Stephen, too. Yeah. I mean, in the midst of everyone wanting him to shut up, he just kept talking <laughs> about the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, we have to just know that when when we do what the lord says because it overrides whatever man's saying that man is going to try to stop us still i mean just because we are obeying the lord doesn't mean that man is going to acquiesce say, oh okay you know <laughs> gee i thought we could just reason you know they're, they're going to come at us um just crazy i mean we've we've seen that because uh they're they're calling us you know homophobes and all kinds of phobes because we stick to the scriptures and uh you know pastors talk about churches around your area that have tried to make their gospel more palatable to the community and say okay we'll accept everybody and and i'm seeing more and more of these uh signs on the back of the of cars you know that says uh tolerance and they've got all the different symbols of all the different religions spelling out the word tolerance and it's just uh you know that's that's where everybody's going nowadays i know i just i just see in this passage here that you read the essence of it is the message the truth mm -hmm. and you have to release the truth mm -hmm. and like you said whether whether it's real time or whether, well, you know what I mean, like on on the spot with people or whether it's in the midst of our intercession and whatever we're we're traveling through, you know, in the in the realms in this in the spiritual realms, but we have to speak the truth. There's there's not an option according to this of not doing that. Well, there is an option, but you can see what it is. It's not very pleasant. <laughs> Oh, I know. But, you know, it's interesting, too, because he does use the word watchman. He, you know, he says, I've made yeah. you a watchman. Yeah. And, 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 and what does that mean? That means you hear a word from my mouth right. and you give them warning from me. Right. So, you know, perhaps when we look at the watchman ministry, that's our responsibility. 
is mm-hmm. is is to hear from him from his mouth and then to to teach it or let's see what that warning is zahar to gleam to enlighten to admonish to shine to teach yeah to be a light so yeah and then of course watchmen means to lean forward to peer into the distance and where we're going we have to be doing that yeah that's right i mean wow. we need to be we need to see what i mean you had you talk about paul and silas and when they break broke forth i mean you know the lord had to give given them a vision forward for them to go forward that's right mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah so I just, you know, I just, I do, I pray for boldness. I pray for Holy Spirit boldness, for fire, you know, the fire of the Holy Spirit, just to really ignite every one of us to, um, to be positioned, to hear him and to, to warn when he gives us the opportunity or presents that before us. And, you know, even as we, we look forward into the expansion of this ministry um you know perhaps we have some prayer times that you know we might even they may even be watchman prayer times where we are looking in leaning into the future or into the horizon to see where god might be leaning leading us to go and to be that light of this message yeah 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 that's good anyway i just i I, I, and I'm just going to own up to something, which I'm really not proud of. But when when I was invited to go see this movie, it was showing at North Park, which is, you know, the big theater. My first thought was, it's too far to walk. It's just, just too hard. My second thought was, you know, these days, there's so many crazy people out there, and movie theaters are like a target. Do I really want to put myself and my family in that position just in case something happens. Do y'all ever feel that way? Yep. yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so everything within me said no. And, wow. and then we were actually given tickets to a private showing. Oh, gosh. Like about two, two, two hours later. And I thought, okay, Lord, you want me to go see this for a reason. Yeah. So we packed it up and we, we drove over there. And I'm sitting in the movie theater and I'm just seeing this demonstration of just this incredible boldness of just leading people in worship mm-hmm. and just, you know, bringing hope. I think that I think the thing that I gleaned or that I carried away most with just by observing it was the hopelessness of our land mm. and the oh, darkness yeah. that is pervading these cities that are just lawless. Yeah. And. And the fact that the voice of worship brought hope, just this wow. seed, this glimmer of hope. And we have to be carriers of that. Yeah, and it yeah. really That's... has to go outside the four walls of the church. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm just feeling so ashamed of myself that I almost didn't come because I was afraid some terrorist or some crazy person was going to come in and just, you know, do what you read in the newspapers. And I'm yeah. just, I, I was just so I was just really ashamed of myself. <laughs> I get it. I'm with you, girl. I got it. <laughs> How easy it is for the enemy to bring that fear that will just paralyze yeah. you. Yeah. And wow. yeah. So 
Anyway, I'm so glad you got to see it though, because I have we haven't heard anything I about, heard it. Thing about it. I did know about his um, his going to different cities. Yeah, big the big cities where things are the most dangerous, and taking uh, you know worship there. I had seen that on I don't know somewhere on social media, but uh, that's that's great that they've done a documentary on that. They did a documentary, and it's really interesting because the title of the documentary, Super Spreader, came. You know when you. Yeah, okay. when you said that, I thought, just talking about Because COVID? that, no, no. Yeah, because this whole thing happened during COVID, during the lockdown, and right. all the news, all the news sources were coming against them saying that they were spreading COVID because they were, they were worshiping outside and they didn't require masks. And so what happened was the Rolling Stone magazine, which is like a big music publication, came out with an article about this recklessness, this reckless move that he was doing and called him a super spreader. And when he oh. when he saw that the enemy called him that name, he thought, you know what? That claim is so it. prophetic. That's we right. want to, we want to be super spreaders of Lay claim to yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so that's how it, that's how that name came about, but That's great. But I do, th I do think it's going to be out on video or out through some kind of streaming oh, okay. device. And if I find that out, I'll let you know, because I know they only played it in theaters for like a week, I think. Uh -huh. um, so Isn't anyway. that great to know what the enemy means for terrible, bad, turns out to be the best thing? <laughs> he turns everything <laughs> to good. He's oh, pretty good at that. that. That's just an awesome thing. He wastes and, nothing. And we right? have to know that's going on with us daily. That's right. And not to curse what we feel, what's going on around us, but to say, Lord, we are trusting that the best is happening right now. And so I'm going to rejoice in my trial. I'm going to rejoice in what seems to be a setback, knowing that it's exactly what's needed at this point for a breakthrough. Amen. Amen. That's so You know, that, I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm no, well, not. That's, that's interesting what he was talking about, because um, after Pastor was quoting out of um that book by on the life of bonhoeffer yeah and i got the book because i thought i want, I want to read that it's and interesting vicky because he eric eric the guy that wrote that book is in this yeah. movie he's in this movie is he really he's, a, he's yeah he's in this movie oh that's wild so anyway i was reading about the time that he came over to the u.s to go to um, a large theological seminary in New York City. I think it was called Union Theological Seminary. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he was noticing churches in Germany were not really preaching Christ, even though they called themselves Christians because they were part of this, it had become part of the state religion. And when he came over here, he was even more saddened to realize that Christianity, at least up in that theological seminary and the churches nearby, had become um, nothing more than humanism. And he said that the place that he found Christ preached is when he came to the South and was in the African-American church. Yeah. And he was so um, moved by that, that he got records of their spirituals that they were singing. And he took those back with him to Germany. And that was a contributing factor to him actually at that point, giving his life to to Christ in a way that he'd never done before. I love that. He, he said before then he hadn't really been a Christian either. Yeah. Even though he was standing up for having Christ preached, he didn't really have the um, understanding or the grasp of what that required from him. And 
so the other day I was praying um, for the African-American church because I know that that's one of the prophetic promises that we have mm -hmm. in this nation, that it's going to rise up and uh, really take their position and their authority for what God has ordained for them. And um, suddenly the Lord brought this whole thing back to mind about Bonhoeffer. And then I was thinking, uh, he put in my head, my mind, I should say, um, I went back to slavery in this country. And I thought, you know what? I'm not saying God caused the slavery. That was man's intent. But God allowed it and he took what was intended for awful. And it was awful. I'm not downplaying that one bit. It split families up. It destroyed people. But in the midst of all of that persecution, it protected what they had in their relationship with the Lord. Mm. And it, it kind of like covered them over. And, and so it maintained the integrity so that when he came over in the 30s, he was still hearing Christ preached in the African-American church. Whoa. And so that just gave me some new ways to pray for Whoa. this whole time. Yes. So Amen. That's I, I so good. That was really cool. That's really, that's so good. That, that is a, that's a remarkable book. Yeah. It, it really, really is a remarkable book. <laughs> the Lord is speaking and, he, and yeah. he's, he's using different ways to do it with, with each yeah. one of us. And, and I love it. I just, of course, I, I want my spirit to be so open, but at the same time, you just, we have to be so careful. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a girding up of strengthening for just a, a crazy, amazing outpouring that is in store for us. Amen, sister. <laughs> well, and I think too, the Lord's been preparing us to handle such a craziness, Yeah. you know, so that we are not taken back or we're not led away by it. We stand where the Lord has put us to manage it Amen. and to declare its truth and what it's really about rather than the sensationalists who say, oh, you know, we've got to take this and run with it. You know, they, they use their own imagination to say how they can uh, prosper with this kind of a thing. And, and we've seen that in the past. And it's just, you know, it, it flares up and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. You know, we we are we are the foundational point where we carry the heart of the father through it all. And, and when anything else is going to uh, you know, take off on its own, we're, we're still holding the, the, we're still the anchor, the anchor. Yeah. Mm. That's a good word. Anchor. Good word. <laughs> hey, you should know that word. You're, you're the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Ahoy matey. What I call you, I called you assistant captain. <laughs> yeah. She's a good one. Oh, you know, Larry, that, that, that really does. I mean, it makes me think of just the calling of John the Baptist, you know, who Jesus called the greatest prophet that was born of woman, yeah. where, I mean, that simple, simple calling to stand, to hear, and to obey Yeah, is, is, I mean. A foundational basic. There. It really <laughs> is. So it, it really is so much. Well, I cannot believe how fast this hour has just... <laughs> gone by, gone by. 
I, I do. Um, I know. I'm, I'm going to ask um, either one of you guys just to pray over the saints as we close. But I do want to just say thank you so much for joining with me today. Pastor and Debbie are traveling um, this week. And um, we bless them and Amen. ask that the Lord would just refresh them and give them some sweet family time with, yes. with um, their kids and um, your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so uh, I'm just really thankful that you just are so willing and I was so thankful to the Lord when he just dropped it in my, my heart yesterday afternoon to, to have conversation with, to have chit chat with you because it's yeah, such a sweet, it. such a sweet blessing. We um, always enjoy it. So. Yes. Yeah. It, it is sure. one of my favorite, one of my favorite hours of the week. Um, yep. so you guys are so much a part of it. So it's just so appropriate that you would be here to host. So I, I would just like to ask if, um, Pastor Larry or, or Vicki, either one of you would just close us just by praying over the saints. That would be terrific. Okay. Father, we're so grateful for your hand that is upon us. Mm. And we're thankful for the glory that we can see. And uh, we look forward. And we give you praise for what's about to unfold before us. Yes. And I just thank you for the strength that you've given us. I thank you for the training that we have received from you. Yes. That has prepared us to move with you and not to shrink back or not to be taken off course not to lose heart but to be fruitful 100 fold and father we just speak life we speak health we speak yes. healing over those in the network who have uh, issues and we thank you for what you're about to do yes. we thank you for the safety of those who are traveling we thank you for watching over us in the days to come that will produce great things for the kingdom. Thank you, Father. We declare that we love you with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. And we just say amen and hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right. Well, we are, as Jesus would say, it is finished. <laughs> 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 but just for this moment, just this broadcast, um, you all have a, there's so many more things that I'd love to talk to you about. Do you mind if we extend for another hour? Um, <laughs> sure. <why not? laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much. And thank you, saints who very, are very listening welcome. and who listen at a later hour. We love you all. We bless you. And until we are together again, be faithful. Amen. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>